What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the touchiest and the most chatworthy news with a touch of what, Terence? Touch of good old humor. Good old humor. And today we got some some good old good old special and specialness and awesomeness also because it's another one of those episodes. Uh. Yeah, and today is exactly a month since uh you might have first read about this very, very, very interesting Singaporean mm. uh on Rice Media's uh website. Yeah. And it was uh, well, what is the article that was uh, published on August twenty fourth? It was an it was an article that both Terence and I chanced upon at the same time, as did uh, many Singaporeans, and it's about this uh, amazing individual called uh, Paul Lawrence, who is a Singaporean. You know, grew up in Singapore, and at the age of forty six, um, decided to join a D mining company to to remove mines in Afghanistan. And since then, he has lived in Afghanistan, in Fiji, in Papua New Guinea, uh, and is now currently based in Iraq. So we have him on our podcast. He's 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 co- uh, we're speaking to him. He's in Iraq. We are in Singapore. And uh, Paul, welcome to to the Yalabad podcast, man. Thank you, guys. Good morning. So Good glad morning. You guys it have is contacted me. Thank you for <laughs> the, the thank yeah. you for the exposure, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, your story is insane, man. And like, when I first read it, I was like, "Oh my god, we need to talk to this guy." Yeah, actually, uh, first things first. You said good morning. Uh, right now, <laughs> the time that it's around what uh three thirty p.m. in Singapore. But what time is it in Iraq as we it's speak? Ten thirty now. Ten thirty. Ten thirty in the morning. Wow. And, and it's my off day today. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> thanks for taking the time, man. Yeah, thanks no for worries, taking man. the no time. Worries, yeah. And and in uh, which part of Iraq are you in uh, specifically? I'm 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 based now uh, about uh, two hours up north uh, from uh, Baghdad. Two hours from Baghdad, mm. uh? yeah. see, Okay, it's called called Ramadi. Ramadi. Mm. <coughs> so, so, so you're off today, and I know you're off on Saturday also because you, yes. Sunday to Thursday you work. You're still doing uh, demining work, or are you focused on removing explosives, or what? What is it you do currently? Now we are focused on removing uh, IEDs, improvised explosive devices, mm. uh, from mm. the mainly from farmlands, farmlands area. You know those people or agricultural area. I see. Mm. So, so maybe you can just uh, give give us some sort of like a uh, uh, timeline because I know you worked in the Singapore Armed Forces, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so I, maybe I you can. T- yeah. Sorry, I was in the Singapore Armed Forces for about thirty years. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so in nine two thousand and eight, uh, I just decided to just leave the army and find something adventurous. Yeah, I may call it adventurous. Right? Adventurous mm. uh, to do, and I came across uh, a doctor friend of mine mm. who introduced me to this uh, uh, country manager who was having a demining company in uh, Afghanistan. Mm. So I managed to get to know him, and I went to Kabul. I was in Kabul for, for a couple of months. In two thousand and eight, August I remember, first of August two thousand and eight. And from there, my main, um, most of my time in Afghanistan was spent in Kandahar. We call it the Kandahar mm. Air Base. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so there, about four years, four years I was there, almost four years. From there, I moved to Libya. Libya for about a year. Then from Libya to uh, 
Iraq, Kurdistan, up to mm-hmm. up north in uh, Iraq, Kurdistan, then down south in Iraq, Basra, I went to South Sudan, South Sudan, uh, then to uh, Papua New Guinea, uh, then to Somalia, then now back here again to Iraq. Oh, oh sorry, Paul, just to clarify, so all these places that you've been, right, is all because of your work, lah, basically. Your, yes, the yes. demining work that you're doing. And it's not it's not because you, <coughs> you're moving for family or anything. It's, it's really your no, work calls you to these places. Oh, no, bro, these this places are all not for, for the faint-hearted. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, wow. I, I'm trying to imagine this one is really like, if you're very adventurous, you go and visit this place for, for, for fun. <laughs> yeah, most people in Singapore say, you know, I've worked in London, I've worked in Tokyo, yeah. I've worked in uh, yeah. at Los Angeles, but your list yeah. of countries you've worked yeah. in is insane. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, one thing that is always in the news in Singapore is a lot of people, after spending 30 years in the army, they move to like the private sector, you know? But you decided after 30 years in the army, and you joined the army when you were how old? I joined uh, the army when I was, I, I joined the SAF boys school. Yeah, mm. let me, that, mm. uh, that changed me. That changed me to become a man, SAF boys school. What is, a, a SAF boys school? For me. what is it, the SAF boys school? What is the SAF boys school? Yeah, they, they did it in uh, Changi. It was started in, I think, 1975 or 74. So mm. SAF boys school is for those guys who are not doing very well academically in school. Mm. Uh, we had a choice to join mm. uh, join this uh, school. Actually, we had uh, studies at the same time military tra- training in this school. Mm. Mm. So at so sixteen, this, and you were you were in 16. you carried on in the military for the next thirty yeah. years, la. Yeah, I just carried on from there, from there. But so after thirty years in the military, you know you are in Singapore, right? Which is you know like uh uh uh. Uh, quite a peaceful country a lot mm. of things that people take for granted what mm. I know you said a doctor friend recommended the demining company yeah. but what what were you what was going through your mind at that point in time to to even look for something adventurous see at that point of time when I was when I was I was deciding and I was just contemplating on the idea of leaving the armed forces mm. you know I was thinking like no I don't want to stay in Singapore and do this normal you know Singapore job. The most what they want to employ me as what security guard, not security manager somewhere. See, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking, no, I had this opportunity, and uh, and something that you can do something good, you know, mm. do some good, you know, just try to help people remove all the, you know, by helping the people in the farm, especially removing all the mines and whatever unexploded bombs they have in the field to make it safe and I was thinking no this is my only chance to travel mm. and I get I and I get paid to travel you see mm. so, so I just moved on from there and I caught on on it I, I caught on the fever caught on with me after the, after Afghanistan Libya yeah but there are times that I regretted why I'm wham and all that you see especially when I was in South Sudan mm. oh it's that country is like shit everything wants to kill you bro <laughs> oh really? No, the insects, the snakes. Uh, it's oh, I see, I see. Yeah. The environment, the environment is is very ah, harsh. Like you say. Very harsh. I was living in tents in South Sudan. In wow. Tents. And 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 you were there in what year? 
I get you know, I was there I think around um, 2011 or 2012, somewhere around that. So, so that was around the time that they were getting independence, lah, right? Yes, actually, after they got their independence from the north, South Sudan, yeah. after they got independence from the north, and then the uh, the tribal uh, tribal conflict started among themselves. So, that's so, the so, but what what brought you there? You mean your your company? Was got a like a project there, like an area to to demine yeah. and. See, I don't work for one particular company in all these years. No, whichever company, mm. whichever organization, like for now, I'm working for an NGO. Mm. So whichever places, uh, there, whichever company or commercial, either it's commercial or NGO, either one if they have vacancies and sometimes two contacts, or sometimes they will advertise the jobs. So it's through that we get this. So I, I'm not uh, say I work for one company for this last I see. Eight years or so. Yeah, I see. There are many companies out there, bro. Many companies so, out there. Hmm. So then, when South Sudan came up, like given that it had just gotten independence, I mean, from from even in Singapore, we all knew that it was a very violent time there. Um, what what drew you to accept the project there, as opposed to going to somewhere else, still doing the work of demining? Hmm. South Sudan is. Uh, I wanted to experience South Sudan first, and I just wanted to experience it, see what's what's it really like, mm. and that experience. That that was the main my main purpose. I just wanted to experience. And you see, sometimes in our nature work, the 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 threat. I call it the threat. It's mm. different. Sometimes it's only mines, land mines. Sometimes we have uh, UXOs. And now it's, it's more of IEDs, improvised explosive device. So it's, mm. it's, you need to deal with all these three different kind of uh, uh, devices differently. See? So yeah. the, for landmines, we have a different kind of process to to go and look for the landmines and clear the landmines. For mm. the unexploded ordnance, we call it the UXO, unexploded ordnance. It's a different kind of method. Yeah. So now IED is a different. So in South Sudan, it was more for landmines, anti-personnel landmines. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. But there also, was, actually, there was some, sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, just to to go back a little bit, lah. Uh, did you when you started your your career in demining, right? Did you already have the experience from the SAF doing this kind of work, or was it like learning on the job that you had to do for a couple of years or what? No, I had uh, because I'm from the Singapore Combat Engineers. So we do okay. deal with these minefields and all that and demolitions, basic demolitions. But mm. uh, but after I left the army, after one two years later in Afghan, I went to do my own course. I took my own uh, skills future. Is it skills future? Skills future. No, no, no. <laughs> it's skills future in the UK. No, bro. <laughs> skills future. In the skills UK, future no. in demining. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I went to UK to do my courses. UK, uh, both okay, okay. Courses, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so it, it, it Singapore Armed Forces was basic. Yeah. The basic demolition and all that. So, yeah, in engineers, we do this demolition. But did you stuff. deal with live mines when you were in Singapore at any point in time? Like actual, Singapore, not just drills? Singapore, we do demolitions, yes, but um, we don't actually bury the live mines and and uh, try and walk away. You know? <laughs> mm, <laughs> we correct, don't do yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow. So so that means you you had that experience, you went for a course in the UK and uh, after that so is there something about 
like the process of demining that that you find very fulfilling or is it just the end goal that you know that you are literally helping save lives lah actually it's a, it's a, it's the end goal like what you said it's the end of it when you, you know when you clear the land and then when the land is released to the farmers mm. or to whatever i mean you feel feel good lah yeah feel good mm, mm. to see them going back to their normal lives even sometimes uh, some other projects also we cleared the i mean clearing of houses inside the houses i see that put in some ids in syria and mm. so we clear the houses and then they can go back into the houses i see i see so the actually the yeah based on the pictures that were published alongside mm. the article um mm. it, it looks like you are not wearing like any protective gear Not you know, like the you uh, watch like hurt monster that kind of thing they wear all that. We call it the bomb suit. The, mm, the mm. bomb suit. In oh, this, right. yeah, in this weather, if I were to wear this, my balls, like I said earlier, my balls will be burning <laughs> in this weather. <laughs> so, so basically, you're just you're just oh you're no God. protection, lah. You're just wearing like because, normal yeah, no civilian protection. gear. Yeah. Wow. See, we so are what? not. It's not like cutting wires and all that, like what you see in the hurt uh. locker and all that. It's not. Oh, okay, there's okay. no wires. That is is. Our main, uh, what do you call that? Number one, uh, do not do leases to cut the wire. Okay, okay. So do not oh, do leases. <laughs> so, so what, what, what do you actually <laughs> have to do? Like, we know like, what do we I... do is uh, we call it uh, something like um, there's two methods. One is uh, remotely, remote, uh-huh. and the one is uh, semi-remote. Semi-remote. Okay. Semi-remote is uh, mainly by um, hook and line. We call it. We have carabiners. We have hooks. We mm. have a long rope. Mm. We slowly mm. ca- hook it up and then we pull it off. Mm. Pull it I off. see. The and when you pull it, it activates. Ah, uh, it activates. Is it? Oh. No. If it activates, then it activates. Then we are safe in a safe distance. You see. I see. I so see. the other okay, one is okay. uh, we do is uh, demolition in situ. We put some small charges, mm. small explosive beside this whichever devices, and then we blow it in place. I see. I see. But, But that, that that one seldom happens here because we don't have that. Explosives with us. It's a milk with the military. What we do is now is we hand it over to the military when we find something, mm. we remove it. So I will do the RSP. RSP is call it a render safe procedure. Mm. My guys will detect. They will mark it. And uh, after we, after we lift it up from the ground with the, mm. by using a machine, then I will go and do an RSP. Is so I go and remove the detonator from the main charge. Wow, so, and oh, and that is for an, for an IED lah. Is it that there was that one yes. string-looking thing that you were holding up in one of the pictures? Yeah, that's a crash wire. But that's a devastating bastard. That one, because you mm. cannot see it on the ground because it's on the ground, and they make mm. it from the you know your 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 laptop, your keyboard. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Below the yeah. keyboard, if you remove it, there's a two button, small button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nah, they use that, bro. And then they uh, put uh, what do you call that? The tape around it. Positive, negative, and they put it on the ground, and you cannot even see the thing. So if yeah. you step on it, it detonates an IED somewhere nearby. Detonates in your IED, yeah, yeah. So connection. So, so generally, that means what? Like you, you, you work with your team. They will like what you said. They would identify an area, and then you go in. And what is the process of finding an IED or or mines? Because you can't see them, right? So you just you just spread out and you inch forward, or what is that oh, whole see, process uh, like? Get there. Uh, We get we have a team we have a team called the non-technical survey team NTS mm. call it. So what they do is they go around the villages wherever they go and interview them. It's through interviews we know where the 
where the contaminated area is. It's still mm-hmm. the interview. So once they identify the contaminated area, <coughs> then agar-agar roughly, you know, roughly they put okay this this area we have contamination. Mm-hmm. Then we do our own paperwork, our our, our own recce and all that. We do a mm-hmm. recce, then we come back here. Then we have to plan what is it, how we want to do it. Mm. How we want to do that? Like for for example, let's say uh, Changi Village Hawker Centre. For yeah, example, yeah. Uh, Hawker Centre uh, is one square piece, right? One square piece. Yeah. Yeah. So before going, maybe you know the temple that the, the temple that is there before you go into Changi Village. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So the temple will be our control point. Okay. So from there we move in. Uh, about um, let's say about fifty meters, twenty meters from the hazard site, mm-hmm. and we will start. Guys, lane by lane, we'll go in. We make fifty meter boxes, lane by lane. They will go in, clear lane by lane, fifty meters. Another fifty meters, another another person, another searcher, and they will mm. go in. Mm. And we also have drones. Sometimes, if I if I find that area that they suspected, I fly my drone. Mm. Okay. I fly mm. my drone and try to find out the the line, the rows of the oh, of I the see, IDs. Because and now you can see the IDs on the ground, because due to the weather, you know, weather wind. Yeah. So uh, when they they bury it, they bury it. IDs are all buried, but due to the weather and the wind and all that, it some it will surface. You know, blow mm. off. You can be seen. Mm-hmm. The, the right, roads right. can be seen very clearly. You know? Oh, reflection in the ground. So so that means the way you detect is almost by eyesight first, or because you know in army no, they they yeah. teach you you poke with the stick and all forty five nah, degrees you poke and all. That one poking all can go gila guni bro. <laughs> yeah, I remember that you used the bayonet. Use the bayonet. <laughs> yeah, you correct. Bayonet you put for like two hours. Yes, <laughs> actually, area. that is all the uh, primitive, primitive way of uh, doing it. Now we use the detectors. Oh my god! So, 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 what was running through your mind the first time you were face to face with something that could blow up, lah? And, and and that was in Afghanistan, lah. I assume, or was that during the course yeah, in the UK? Yeah. No, the course is okay, bro. Course is always of course. Yeah, they give some life, uh, life stuff. But course has got safety measures and all in place, yeah, lah. The, the real it's, it's mind. It's actually this. Yeah, our work is don't be a gango. Mm. You want mm. to be a hero, you become a zero. Mm. That's all. You don't. I mean, you just follow protocol, safety. Safety is utmost. Safety is utmost. You see. True. If you're not sure, if I'm not sure, you don't just. There's no. Uh, Fast rule, harsh and fast rule about oh you must do it no. If, okay. if, if you think mm. if it's not safety for you to to remove or if you find your hair if you get the goosebumps yeah, yeah. Sometimes I get it those goosebumps so I just stop it. Ah, uh. they call it uh, what the six cents or seven cents I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But I can't oh, see the... any <laughs> What's yeah. the, what's the closest shave? What's the closest shave you've had? Ah, closest oh. shave I had was in Somalia, bro. We were coming back. From the fob, fob is uh, actually I was uh, dealing with the Kenyan troops. We are doing mentoring for the Kenyan troops. Mm. So we were coming back from the fob is actually a forward observation base. They were that okay. that was the Al Shabab. Al Shabab. They are fighting against the Al Shabab. Okay. Al Shabab guys. So you're coming back. I'm coming back to base. So you were traveling in, uh, I think, uh, five vehicles. Yeah, you're traveling in five vehicles. Mm. The front vehicle was escort. Then second one uh, with the military guys, yeah, mm-hmm. going all of a sudden, boom, on the road. I mean, this is like a not no dirt road, all dirt road, yeah? jungle, mm-hmm. small jungle, like what you see in the National Geography, yeah, the jungles, 
Yeah, mm. something like that. Mm. Boom. The front vehicle went and these three insurgents, Al-Shabaab guys, were actually in the bushes. They remotely activated the ID that was buried in the ground waiting for us. Mm. Waiting for us to come. Boom. Then we st- I was in the third vehicle. Oh. First, second, third vehicle. I was in the third vehicle. And these are armored vehicles, so there's, there's some yeah. protection? Yes. There's but some protection, but, but, but flimsy, bro. Flimsy, not so... Protection is not so good. So, so mm. then what happened? Then what happened? Don't, then we stopped, bro. All stopped. Then they started fighting because they saw these guys running. On the mm. bushes running. They fired, fired them, so we all still in the vehicle. Because we are unarmed. I'm only, we are only protected by the military. Yeah. Mm. We, we are all unarmed. So... That was the closest cave I had. Uh, uh, but here in, uh, now in Iraq, uh, most of the IEDs are actually, uh, what do you call that, uh, non-functional, uh, most of them. Most of them, but, uh, but we cannot be 100% sure, you see. There's always an element of, uh, you know, uh, some some uh, IEDs that will just go off. Mm. So, mm. so just now when you said you get the goosebumps, is it because... The, the, it's just a feeling or there's something you feeling, see feeling, in front bro. of you? It's a feeling. The feeling. Sometimes you get this feeling, no? Mm. Yeah. So, so, you get the feeling. Sometimes you have the goosebumps, better stop. It happens. It happens. It's mm. a kind of funny feeling, bro. Funny feeling, hey, fuck, something is not right, man. You know? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. you trust your you trust your, your instincts. Instinct. Uh, you trust yeah, your instinct, gut a lot. Uh. Yeah, trust mm. so yeah. did you Did you also get the goosebumps like the first time you had to uh, D yeah, mine something yeah, yeah. for real. Yeah, yeah. That, that like, can more, you just walk us through what was? Fear, that what was, was that? What was? Goosebumps, huh? Can you just <laughs> run us through what was running through your your head and and where was that? Which country was it? Uh, the first one uh, was in, yeah, yeah, in Afghanistan, yeah, uh-huh. Afghanistan. Mm. So they had uh, they had a UXO which was fired, but uh, it was a, it was an RPG, I think. RPG. RPG. Oh, so it's my memory serves me. Right. It's the kind that they put on the shoulder, then they fire yeah. a rocket. Then the rocket <coughs> yeah, was rocket, unexploded, yeah. is it? Yeah, unexploded. Oh, I see, I see. It was so you fired. could see it. You could see it, see the yeah, rocket. Yeah, it was underground. Yeah, it was oh. already fired. So <laughs> this this is uh, if you move it slightly, it might go off. You see, because Whoa. that means when it's fired, that means it's ready. Uh, the, the striker Trigger. pin, uh, oh. it's it's there nearly. Very small millimeter, millimeter. I don't know what it is. Mm. So, no more so much distance from the uh, to the ignition, you see, for the ignition. Mm-hmm. So I saw it, but uh, I did. I need not have to carry it or remove it by hand. You see, I just mm. put in some uh, small um, explosive by the side and blew it off. But oh, it was, see, see. you know, the first time you see getting seeing a live one. In Singapore, yes, we in the army we do live fighting and all that. Is, but, mm, that's but that's different, lah. Yeah, different, different. Uh, But but just the question, uh, So like in terms of, uh, how come when you go to these places, you go as a specialist, lah, right? Is there a reason why the military needs to hire, uh, specialists like yourself as opposed to, you know, the in-house bomb and ordnance kind of thing? You see, the, the the military is not our employers here. I mean, anyway, mm. they not they are not. It's it's more mainly the from the UN or the uh, ah, see, uh, see. NGOs. You see, got so it, like it. for UN, they have like like for instance in uh, South Sudan, mm. they are there. UN is there, so they will employ civilian companies, and on and all the guys who are working in this line in this uh, EOD uh, line, 
they all ex-military most of them mm, 99% okay, all ex-military guys mm. so mm. The, and UN will employ uh, or get a give a contract to one civilian company who's having all this expertise and all that then yeah. you will go in for as contractors I we have known as contractors most most of the time mm. got it got it got it so so you know like like the the fact that you are literally confronting things that could put an end to your life or your fr- your colleague's life day in day out right how has that changed your your mindset towards just day to day living uh? live for the moment bro mm. i just live for the moment you know you see when i mean i even though yes i put myself in danger and my colleagues and all that but at the end of the day when we do this stuff we go back satisfied no? satisfied mm. Uh, and life life changes bro now i take life more i don't take it seriously anymore man chill out chill out just go day by day you know and mm. take life eh? enjoy my life whenever i come back mm. yeah mm. just just take life easily bro this no point i mean i mean people are taking life so seriously this that and all that yeah yeah mm. so so they to go most of them are nato you know <laughs> no, no no action talk only eh? talk only yeah no action talk only <laughs> and some of them yeah. wally wally not wally bro walk no, around no. look important walk around <laughs> look important <laughs> <laughs> no, but so so the, i mean is that the main uh change or difference you see in yourself after leaving singapore la because i think in singapore life very different right everyone's like wow you know small yeah, thing only we make singapore, big noise when about you come it. back you know with all the measures i mean I, let's not talk, I don't know i don't know it's okay but you see singapore is is it's such a stressful place bro Mm, mm, mm. everybody is like uh, you know moving here moving there and everybody wants to be like uh, you know to move on they want to move on and do stuff every day busy like a bumblebee you know mm, so, hey, it's mm, time to relax we got to relax you know enjoy life mm. a bit but one thing I got to appreciate Singapore is like uh, see it's safety and security is number one Singapore mm. Mm. so you still you still feel you still feel good coming home to singapore yeah i still feel good bro so i still feel good my friends and all that there so, so what do your f- what do your friends think about your line of work like when you wanted to go what did your family say what did your friends say yeah my family <laughs> initially in 2008 when i wanted to go they did not know about what i was oh. doing exactly oh, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> scary yeah. you just told them you're going to work abroad is it yeah i said going to work abroad They did not know what I was doing exactly. Oh. Mm. But the friends who knew, did they, did they say anything? The friends, army friends, hey, you crazy, yeah, you want to go? I said, fuck it, lah, fuck life, man. Just do it, <laughs> just do it, man. But then, yeah. when your family did find out, what you do? My family did find out. Then my wife divorced me. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Serious? Uh, after that was after many years. Uh, after she got tired. Many years. Me. I also don't oh. blame her. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Sorry to hear that, man. Ah, there's nothing. Your life goes on, bro. Yeah. But 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 so just just going back to what you were saying earlier about um, you got to live for a moment, you know, enjoy yourself. But but what what kind of hobbies or you know things do, can you do to relax in the places that you're in, lah? Yeah, yeah. In uh, I mean, these places where I relax is mostly just watch movie and it's all about all of uh, Thursday nights we have our toggle section, lah. Mm. Thursday night, I'll go section here. Yeah. <laughs> Barbecue on top. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thursday, yeah, Thursday. 
So I see, I see. Yeah, just most most of the time we just relax around here. Then we have got the gym here. We have our gym exercise. You know. So so do you stay in a military gym. camp or uh, it's no, out? No, no, no. No, but in, in Afghanistan, in houses. Yeah. Mm. Afghanistan, okay. yes. Afghanistan was the only place where we stayed in the uh, in the military base. In Somalia, mm. was not. It was an uh, let's say uh, I wouldn't say it's a military base like just a FOB because they have to be there. So mm. the rest of it is was all like houses, tents, containers, mm. Mm. containers. Yeah, but now I'm so, so living know, in a house. Uh, this, in a house, okay. Mm. This so you know you spend. Than, ben, uh, sorry, so this room is bigger than the one in my house in Singapore. <laughs> oh, was it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but so you know. Given that you spent thirty years in the Singapore military, and you know from from my two years in NS, they are always like you know we have to defend our country this and that and that. But there's one thing about the theory. But when you go into these places where you actually see the effects of war and fighting, has 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 there been a like how have you wrapped your head around that that you see the actual impact of war? You see, war is always ugly, bro. War is mm. always ugly. The impact that I've seen, especially in Syria, oh, it 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 really devastation. That 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 country was raped, man, raped by the. I mean, as in raped, not literally raped, but mm. in uh, you know the way that uh, they were bombed, the buildings all destroyed, mm. uh, people, you know. They are just, but they were still going on with life, bro. But and 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 then I was imagining myself, you know, if this. Was to happen in Singapore? How it would be like? Mm, you know, mm. you know that mm. thought comes you. You always, your thought always brings you back to home. Always. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So I'm mm. saying our 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 country is say I safe safety in terms of safety and security. We are, we are very good at it. Very good. Mm. So we got to, we got we cannot allow this kind of infiltration by some other you know these bad boys to come in. Mm. We should mm, not mm, allow them to come in. But but has it has it changed like how you perceive the what humans can do to each other? Like, are you ah, more skeptical? Yes. Do you trust people less now, yeah. or how has that affected you? In this world, bro, there's more evil than goodness. You know, when you look at all this stuff, there's more mm. evil here than mm. good. And then, and sometimes wonder, you now why did these people destroy? I mean, their main uh, aim in life is to destroy others. What did they get mm, by that? Mm. I don't understand mm. that. I don't understand mm. that. They're even in South Sudan, you see, the tribals the fighting against each other, mm. and they're all of the same color. You know. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. And I say, I wondering you know, why are you guys fighting and 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 killing people, you know, destroying. Yeah. There's no peace, and who suffers the most is the children, bro. The children, the kids, the future generation. They are yeah. the ones who suffer the most. But but is that what the the locals in the countries that you have been to also feel, or for them is like no, this is the way of life, you know. This some is... of them some of them do express their feelings, you know. But others think to myself, what's the point of expressing my feelings when nothing is going to be changed? You know, they just mm. move on with their life. And Try that's the sad part la. when you yeah, the sad part when you see that. Uh, it's like, ah, what is what is this? Man? What's happening? There's no fairness. Mm, mm. These people are innocent people. Yeah, innocent people. Mm. Yeah. So mm. actually, I mean, like um, the the time that the article about you came out was around. I mean, around the time that 
we saw the very shocking images of what was going on in Afghanistan as well, right? Yeah. So, so like, um, actually for Singaporeans, I feel it's it's very hard to relate to what is going on on the ground. Uh. So really only the pictures we see in the media are what we see. Uh. But you know, there, there's a lot of different reasons why it happened. But what be, having been on the ground in Afghanistan and everything, what are your thoughts about, about everything that happened in the last one, two months? Uh? You see, in Afghanistan... I would say, I would not blame anyone, you see. All parties are to be responsible for it. You know, mm. even the own Afghan people, then the coalition forces that was there, you know. Mm. So, this thing that, because they prevented the Taliban from coming back into Afghan for the past 20 years. Yeah. You see? And within two months, they swept across the country mm. and took over. So, yeah. there's, there's, there's some kind of fault line somewhere, you know. Mm. Somewhere there's a fault mm. line. Don't tell me they didn't expect all this to happen. And yeah. where were this where were these fellas all regrouping and you know coming back again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Yeah. So that's uh, I I'm also quite puzzled by how how come they took over the place so easily. Mm. But you had this one quote also in the article that, that they can take back the land but they'll never land. take back the people. Take back the people. Now you see all the people are protesting in Afghan. They're yeah. protesting against yeah. the Taliban. The land, yes, but the people are strong, bro, in Afghanistan. They have been fighting a war since, uh, what, since Genghis Khan time, you know. Yeah. Mm, since yeah. those days. And, I mean, they are, they are very strong people. Do you still and, have uh, a lot of I, friends there? I have, bro, but I didn't contact any of them. Because if I were to contact them, what can I... I don't know what the, how to console them. What can I say? Mm, mm, what mm, can I say? Mm. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Does, I still does have it, them on uh, Facebook and all that. So, so when you think about it, like you said, you know, the Afghan people are strong. Does it make you think about the Singaporean people and like how, 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 you, how you think about that? Given that you grew up in Singapore, yeah. Singapore, Singapore people, you don't give them food, fucking hell, they'll start complaining, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Singapore is not ready for that, bro. They're not ready, really. Yeah, yeah, Singaporeans yeah. are not ready for, for this kind of hardship, Really. Yeah, uh, no, but but, but but so that's it. I mean, you 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 yourself have taken this step out of Singapore, la. Do you know any other Singaporeans who have done the same thing as you? Yeah, yeah. There was a couple of Singaporeans with me before, but now uh. they are not in this line. They've got they are back in Singapore. I have mm. know another lady. Actually, her lady. name is uh, uh, Mel Ong. She's working mm. for another NGO, but now she's based in uh, Lebanon. Mm. Actually, she's the one who introduced me to uh, this rice media with this editor. I see, I see. Mm. Yeah. Oh, if you guys want, you can you can talk to her also. Bro. She's in Lebanon now, but she oh, travels really? to, to, to Syria and all that. She's doing and something uh, NGO. But hers mm. is more of a livelihood. Livelihood uh. as in uh, taking care of the uh, the indisplaced people, we call it. We don't want to use the word refugees. Refugees mm. is a bad word. So, we call them okay. indisplaced people. In this place, mm. people yeah. got yeah. it. So, but so, 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 yeah. Actually, just talking about that is like, um, then do you would you uh recommend for more Singaporeans, you know, who of want course, to make yeah. a difference? You recommend them to actually come out and do yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, also? of and course. I, I, in fact, I asked a few of my other friends who want to join. Uh, most of them were hesitant. I say, I mean, it's an eye opener. You see, you come mm. live, live. I mean, get away from your comfort zone in Singapore. Yeah. Yeah. A clean yeah. green city. You come to a place which is 
what IEDs and UXOs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an experience. Should come. They should come and see what is life mm. like outside of Singapore. Not only going to Batam or going to Thailand and all these places. See, they should come mm. out of that and come to these kind of places. But when young, when you were young, when you were in the military, do you always have the the desire to to do something more adventurous, more yes, meaningful, more impactful? You did. I had that. I had that desire a long time back yeah, to to do something. Yeah, meaningful and good and see see the mm. world. Was there some a specific thing that made you realize that's what you want to do? Because you know now in Singapore, even you get people in their thirties and forties still not sure what they want to do with their life. Was there a moment think, where you like? I think this must happen within yourself. Mm. There's no external force to 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 guide you or to prompt you. This mm. must happen within yourself, man. When you feel like doing something, or I mean, when you feel like you're not you're not comfortable where you are. Mm. Uh, it must happen within yourself. Mm. You realize you have to realize, and that doesn't mean you have to go and meditate or go up to a mountain and meditate and get it. Mm. And you must just come in just like that. So, so you know, now that you have worked in different countries in like yeah, very very tough atmospheres, you know, is there one thing that you have realized? Uh, everywhere you go, people share certain. Qualities or values, or do you find the more you travel, the more you realize we are all the same, or we are all very different? Yes, the more I, the more I travel, I realize we are all the same. Yeah, mm. we are all the same, but different backgrounds and uh, different upbringings. That's the only thing. But very interesting. Sometimes you meet you meet nice people. At the same time, you meet some bad apples. You know, mm. but but most of the time, my experience here, I've met. Uh, apart from my colleagues, I'm talking about mm. dealing with the with the people in the villages and all. They're all very nice. Mm, mm, mm. They all have been very nice. I uh, see. So and that, and uh, for you, for you, do you feel like uh, you when you meet these people, do you feel like you are representing Singapore in a sense of what what a yeah. Singaporean is like? Exactly, you know? bro. Actually, I I thought about that many times. Yeah, and I go there mm. and they ask me where I'm from. Say, I'm from Singapore. You know. And then mm. they'll be wondering Singapore, Singapore. Yeah, they call it uh, Singapuri. Singapore, Singapore. Yeah, they call it. Mm, I see, I see. Singapore. I say yeah, Singapore. Good country, good country. I say yes, good country. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> the the means they 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 know about Singapore and the yeah, clean yeah, and green of, and some, safe and everything. Some some do not know, but most of them know. They always equate Singapore with Malaysia. Malaysia is more famous here than. Uh, oh, than okay, in, okay, okay, okay. Mm. So I'm proud, bro. So, Now I go. I say I'm from Singapore. I'm proud to say I'm from Singapore. See, mm. is there a, a community of Singaporeans in Iraq? No, bro. I've not seen anybody from Singapore. Oh. What about the other countries that you have been to? The other countries is only that there was another two more guys from Singapore working with me before. Apart from mm. us, there was. Uh, There, there was. I didn't see anybody. There was one doctor article I saw. He was in Afghanistan for, in the Facebook I saw. He was there for about twenty one years in Afghanistan. A doctor. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was an article like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw that. But I've not. I, I did not manage to meet him, bro, because he was up further up Bamian side. I see. I see. I, I, I think we are only asking because uh, 
when we were studying overseas and all that, we find that Singaporeans always like like ah, to look ah. for each other and then yeah, have party yeah. and friends and cook yeah. cook Singapore food like. Cook chicken rice, so, uh, cook yeah, chicken so rice. So we're wondering chicken whether rice. you all do that. <laughs> no, we, uh, we didn't get there. Yeah, it's uh, no, we, I didn't see any other Singaporeans. But uh, you miss you. What, what do you miss the most about Singapore? Singapore, bro. Yeah. What do I miss? The food, I mean, uh, yeah, food, the food, the food, especially. Food, I know Singaporeans yeah. are all gluttons. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's why we got gluttons bay, lah, bro. Yeah, gluttons yeah. bay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I do my own cooking here sometimes, but uh, uh, but sometimes only, lah. I'm lazy. Only sometimes I do my own cooking. Yeah. So mm. I just, yeah. And well, how Singapore is uh, cleanliness, bro. I miss Singapore the cleanliness, security. Mm. Yeah. But how how often did you used to come back to Singapore before the times of COVID and all? Well, uh, before that time was every... Uh, for my previous uh, company I was, uh, and you I was working was about two to three months once I'll come back. Oh, okay. That, yeah, yeah. Most most uh, organizations, most of the companies is uh, like uh, 90 days in and uh, about 14 days out, something like that. Got it, got it, mm. got it. Do, do you see yourself like continuing with this work for the the yeah, for, for the rest of your life? Another two to three years time, bro. Because mm. in this work, you also, as you get older, uh, what, you get tired also. Tired. You get mm. tired. Yeah. Mm. So another two have to you three have, years. Have you ever... So, sorry, go ahead. Try two again. to three years. Hang on, please. Uh, no, so in the past, like, have you ever reach a point you know just now when you said you question sometimes like why what are you doing here what causes you to think that uh, well what are some of the things that make you think that like you see when i was in somalia i was living in bunkers you know underground bunkers built by the military mm. and uh, it's it's like very bad condition eh? so i think mm. oh, what am i doing here yeah at this age what am i doing here Mm. Yeah, well, then, well, but then after that, when you think back, uh, I saw, wow, I went through all this, you know, mm. yeah. self-achievement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you write you a, a journal? There, you put uh. a normal Singaporean. I tell you, within few hours, they say, oh, "I want to go back." Can I want to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> I want to complain to the member of parliament. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, of parliament. but do you do you keep like a journal or do you, how do you re- like remember your time or you just live it live it lah? I just leave it by. I don't write. I mean, don't keep a journal about all this. So, this experience, mm. actually, I would say it's for me. Yeah? I chose to do this job and I, it's it's for me, for my own self. If anybody mm. like, uh, well, talk to me, then I'll just talk to them. But a journal, uh, I don't think so. I'm, I'm that famous to write a journal. Mm. Nobody will buy so- it anyway. <laughs> no, but that, that means if you started if you started in 2008 and then if in two to three years you stop it would still have meant about a good 15 years 14-15 years of experience yeah but la. you see bro uh, sorry but there are times where I was out of job also because sometimes one year no work so just mm. uh, wait for the next assignment to come in yeah. I see I see mm. I was also doing a sea marshal job before we are friends company in Singapore we are doing oh, okay. a sea marshal that means we escort the, the ship we are armed, uh, armed the guards escort the ship from uh, mo- most of the time from Sri Lanka to the Egypt or mm. say Sri Lanka to uh, Yemen down to Djibouti and all that. So we protect the vessel from the Somali virus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another. Wow, that's mm. another adventure. Yeah, crazy adventure. Wow. Yeah, also. Somali pirate. Yeah, yeah. I did that also. 
Oh, they want hardcore. Yeah. 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 You saw the movie Captain Phillips? Yeah, yeah, I loved mm. it. It was damn exciting. Yeah, all that, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, there, but then the Americans, as usual, they exaggerate too much, you see. But, yeah. but mm. it's some similar to that, bro. Similar to that. Yeah. So, just prevent the pirates from taking over. Oh. Wow. Over, so, so yeah, like, there was firing, there was live firing and all. Uh. Yeah. I think you got you got much more real ops experience mm. than in Nine, like 99% the of the Singapore Army. Uh. Yeah, than 99% <laughs> of Singapore Army. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> So, so in two three years, in two three years, do 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 your peers also tend to like um put their do do your do your peers and colleagues also tend to put up their boots around around that age also? Yeah, like your friends above sixty, above sixty something. There, most of them call it quits, bro. Most of them call mm. it quits. But is is your line of work one like, of those jobs but in where? Cannot do that, bro. How to relax in Singapore? Hmm. 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 Singapore tough. So will you come back to Singapore or or what what are your yeah, plans yeah, after that? I'll, uh, yeah, I'll come back to Singapore in two three years time. Come back to Singapore, see what what I can do at that age. Yeah. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. I see. I see. So so if you if you could give some sort of from all your experience, you know, like uh, because we have uh, most of our s- listeners are Singaporeans or Singaporeans abroad. What What are some of the the life advice uh, you would give to Singaporeans after all your experiences the past fifteen fifteen years? Stop complaining. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. Singaporeans Stop are full of complaints always. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and, and just the Singaporeans in like in, in the article also I wrote in Singapore when you turn on the tap you can drink water out from it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. There's not not most of the countries you can't do that. Even developed countries you cannot yeah. do that. In Singapore, correct, correct. yes. So just appreciate mm. what we have in Singapore, and you know, there are times, mm. of course. I mean, I won't say that uh, life is so cushy in Singapore. Yes, it is difficult, but not complain. You know, yeah. not complain about it. Hmm. I just, I just just now one one thing I forgot to ask is because I don't know don't know if you have been keeping track of the news in Singapore the past few months where there's been more and more racial tension lah right yeah um so when you yeah. see that right that like and given what you have seen with the result of tribal warfare and ethnic clashes and all is it is it something you look at you're like okay please Singapore don't go down that path or or what do you think when you read articles like that lah about incidences in Singapore. Actually, that uh, perturbs me, bro. That articles and all that this about this. I mean, you're looking at Singapore now. We are what 2021, after mm. our independence, what 56 years ago, 56, mm. and people are still being racist. That is that is uncalled for and and not necessary, bro. In Singapore, and if this explodes, what will happen? You know. Mm. 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 What will happen? I mean, this guy. We got to live, and then why are we talking about the pledge? We, the people of Singapore, one race, one religion, and all that. You know. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. And this, this monkeys. I'm called them monkeys, bro. You know, these monkeys <laughs> were doing this crazy stuff. Man. They need to be smacked, bro. Really, they need to be smacked. Not mm. necessary, man. Come on, man. We okay, like you, you. I mean, like us. You see, all the while we were growing with different races from our days, childhood days. Go to school, go to the army, and all that. Mm. I mean, at this time, we want to talk about race. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. It's, it's not so, bad, and and it's uh, and it's a very uh, volatile uh, issue, volatile sensitive issue. You see, yeah. And if it spreads, it's worse than the COVID disease. Eh, if it spreads, yeah, mm. yeah. So so that's why you know just now you said when you write a journal, nobody would want to read, bro. Like I think just hearing your stories, right? It puts a lot of what we experience in Singapore into perspective, lah. So, mm. so yeah, you have you have amazing stories to share, and please yeah. feel like please don't ever feel that no one will listen. Yeah, well, only that's why I ask you yeah. your fifteen years experience. You come to Singapore, you should do some course about you know how to you know survive as a Singaporean overseas or yeah. a, a skills like future that, course. Skills future course. Skill future. <laughs> How to really <laughs> diffuse diffuse bombs? Yeah, subsidize. Exactly. This is what more Singaporeans need to learn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but Paul, I but mean, when like I come your Singapore, stories. Sorry, bro. Yeah. When I come to Singapore, I I tend to stay low, lah, bro. I just mm. you know, uh, somebody sometimes you know you know when you go to clubs, uh, you go to some people start fighting and all that. Then I'm wondering to myself, what are you fighting for, bro? Stupid for you. What are you fighting for? Fighting with each other, you know. Yeah. Oh, very true, man. very true. Yeah. yeah, but but I mean, Paul, like Chinese your, your newspaper stories... got got to me. There's an article about me Chinese newspaper. Oh, is it mm. Chinese recent Liang, one? Liang 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 So, because yeah, so uh, Paul, we, how we normally wrap up every uh, podcast episode is we ask our guests for their one shock thing lah, and it's just maybe a video or uh, an article or any link that you have seen over the past few days that you want to share with our listeners. So Terence and I can go first to give you an uh, an example of how we think, and then mm. you, you have a, like a, a few a minute or two to think of anything you want to share. Yeah, okay. is All that right. possible? All right. True. Yeah, yeah, possible. Okay, cool. Okay, uh, Terence, you you want to go first? What yeah, is your I mean, one uh, shot thing? In the spirit of uh, yeah, Singaporeans going overseas and making it big, I'm very proud that this week Singaporeans' first uh, WWE wrestler has made his debut. Uh, mm. He used to be known by the name of Traxus in Singapore with Singapore Pro Wrestling, mm. but this week he debuted on the WWE NXT show as Dante Chen. You know, with complete with like the music and the crowd cheering and 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 a big finishing move and and all that. So it was just a very, uh, I think it's a quite amazing moment for for you know people my age or so who grew up watching wrestling on TV and then we always think that well we'll never we'll never no no Singaporean will ever make it to the show like You know, it's it's mm. only for Americans or Japanese or what. So I think it's it's fantastic that Singaporean has made it there lah. So and uh, he won his first fight, right? He won, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah lah. But it's wrestling lah. It's true lah, like, true, 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 true. La. So it's not. I mean, it, it, maybe it signals that they believe that he can. He has the potential to be the face of the company, lah. Yeah, you know? so exactly, exactly. It's a good thing, lah. But yeah, lah. I, I, I'm very happy that Singapore has made it there. And la. I mean, That's he got he got the showmanship, he got the size, and he looks so much better than his opponent, just in terms of mm. the athleticism and the personality, lah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, wrestling, you know, is a bit of a there's a showmanship aspect as much as the physical look and everything. So I think he's got the physical look down. So now it's about how well he does selling his. The, you know, doing promotions on the microphone and things like that, lor. And mm. whether the crowd takes to him as a as a character, lah. Yeah. yeah, and and we we can put a link to the video to the match, lah, because it's on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. And in fact, he's appeared in our Ministry of Funny videos before as well. At he least has. one video, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. Has, yeah. 
cool. We'll let cool. you all guess which one it is. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, my one shock thing is this. Uh, this video essay on YouTube. Uh, like a twenty-minute video that, in the in the spirit of athletics as well, um, it just does a deep dive into the life of uh, Jan Zelezny, the 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 javelin world record holder who is seen to be like one of the greatest athletes ever lah because i think of all the javelin throwers in the world if you add up how many times they have thrown over 90 meters they've done it 32 times he himself has done it over 50 times lah so oh. it's one of those examples where he is so far above everyone that it is an amazing story lah and this mm. video just deep dives into the history of javelin uh, his history uh, and it's just it's just a very interesting watch lah mm i see i see Cool. Okay. Uh, all right. Over to you, Paul. Okay, mine, guys. Uh, is I'm, I'm talking about achievements. Ah, huh? I mm. just uh, recent uh, this uh, Para Olympics in uh, in uh, Tokyo. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think those Para Olympics, they are winning more gold medals than the able-bodied people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, mm. they are doing. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're doing our country proud. Also, they're winning gold medals. You know. Yeah. All the races. So I find that that. Yeah, they are. I mean, uh, to achieve I mean, achievement for them is, uh, I mean, they are doing well for Singapore and making our country proud to putting our mm. yeah, man. map in in sports. Yeah. yeah. Were, were you it, following the Paralympics quite closely? Yeah, or? yeah. I was not following diligently, but uh, yeah. yeah, I used to see them. You know, reading on the news and uh, swimming, the winning gold, yeah, uh, the races. Yeah, even the. I think one of them was the was it the javelin throw or something like that? He won also. I think if I'm not wrong. Yeah, mm. they got the, quite a lot of gold medals, a lot of world records also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm just wondering they're doing better than the normal able-bodied Olympians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 they were. Yeah. They they have a uh, this time really really salute yeah. them. Uh, they really yeah. uh, made Singapore proud. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I mean finally I think they're getting the attention like never before lah <laughs> because they were in mainstream media. A lot of people were talking about uh, the exact thing you brought up lah that. These mm. people are winning gold on a global stage. Why aren't they getting the attention they the deserve, lah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, exactly. well, but not bad. All our shock things deal with uh, sports and athletics, uh. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Singaporeans, being, uh, not not necessarily not all Singaporeans. Sports, <laughs> sports, yeah. But but yeah, Paul, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's been yeah. it's been so eye-opening talking to you. <laughs> and next time when you come back to Singapore, please hit us up. Uh, yeah. It will be great. To 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 chat sure, in person. Bro. Don't worry, we'll keep we'll yeah. we'll keep it a low go profile bro. meeting. Don't worry. We we'll go for <laughs> a couple of beers, I think. Yeah? Can <laughs> man, can. <laughs> can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can I, if you guys don't mind, can I uh, give your give the number to? I mean, uh, this lady's number, Mel Ong. She's in Lebanon. Can, sure, can. sure, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We can sure. do it. Uh, can chat with once, you. yeah, once yeah. we stop recording. Yeah, once we uh, stop recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, I mean, okay. if we're good, then. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much. Okay, how, how can I how can I listen to your uh, guys? I mean, your I will I will send you the link to the podcast once it's up. Yeah. So, but, yeah. but any 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 last any uh any mm. shout out you want to do to to anyone in Singapore, Paul? Any message for Singapore? Singapore <laughs> I said, uh, Singapore is like uh, be happy where you are in Singapore. Be happy. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay, fantastic. Okay. Ooh. Thanks so much, man. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, man. Thank you, guys. Okay. Thank you, guys.